Hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the editor of Woman Magazine. And I'm Ian McEwen, writer on TV and Satellite Week magazine and whattowatch.com. And today we're looking at the new releases for the week starting Friday the 7th of October 2022, including Paramount Plus's vampire movie spin-off Let the Right One In and Amazon Prime's period comedy film Catherine Called Birdie, adapted by Girls creator Lena Dunham. And we'll also be looking at Netflix's new Stephen King offering Mr. Harrigan's Phone, starring Donald Sutherland, and tucking into the new Disney Plus comedy drama The Bear, set in a sandwich shop kitchen. Where else? But first, Ian, what is in the news? Netflix's sequel to the classic Beverly Hills Cop crime capers will see Eddie Murphy reunite with his original co-stars, including Judge Reinhold, nearly 30 years after the last film. What else is in the news, Hannah? Well, the wonderful Bette Midler has joined the cast of Prime Video's comedy Sitting in Bars with Cake. I really like the premise of that, about a lovelorn young woman whose romantic fortunes take a surprising turn after she spends a year baking cakes and taking them into bars. Well, I know I often say this, Hannah, but this... It's a very good week. Um, We're going to kick off on Paramount Plus with a new supernatural series called Let the Right One In. Here's a clip. We're home now, Ellie. We have to be more careful. Blend in. Aren't you cold? I don't get cold. Why are you back? We have to find the cure. So this is available from Saturday the 8th of October. It's the first series. There are 10 episodes. It's based on a novel which has already been adapted as a Swedish language film in 2008, which you might have seen, which was called Let Me In. The screenwriter has come up with a new story inspired by that original. So... I really like this. It's incredibly well done. And it's a very naturalistic portrayal of, okay, what would it be like if a member of your family genuinely was a vampire? Okay, so we start off, this guy is arriving at a new apartment building. He's carrying a a massive trunk and he seems to be whispering into this trunk. You think, oh, what's going on here? Well, it turns out his daughter, who has this virus which makes you crave blood and she cannot be exposed to daylight because she literally just burn up so he has to transport her around in this trunk and then shut all the blinds and curtains in the apartment he then has to do bloodletting himself so that she can feed he's basically trying to find a cure for her condition and that's why he's come to new york city because there's been a sort of rash of gruesome murders that he thinks may have been committed by someone with the same condition, and that may lead to a solution to their problem. 
it's really good. I mean, I liked the film. I did see the film. It was very, very good. This again is excellent because it's not it's not not mirrors and garlic and and particularly fangs really. Or it's just a very naturalistic and it's all about the relationships as well. So there's this poor little girl. She has to stay indoors all day and she's thinking, is my life always going to be like this? Why do we have to keep moving around? You know, will there ever be a cure for me? So it's I think it's really well done and it's it's an incredibly original take on the vampire genre what did you think of this hannah I, i'm quite intrigued by the whole that because there are people that actually think they are vampires aren't there i mean they're i mean is it real isn't it real and i think this is because it's kind of the way they they portray this you can get suckered in quite quickly to it being completely credible and completely real and you just feel so sorry for this little girl like you say you know who was it was turned into this vampire 10 years ago i think you're right i think often when we see vampire type the premise of a vampire you 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 kind of you think blood and garlic and it's all a bit and this just doesn't have that vibe about it at all so i i thought it was really quite refreshing um and i enjoyed it yeah and i should mention uh the lead so 12 year old eleanor is played by madison taylor Baez. And her father, Mark, is played by Demian Bashir. And basically, they move in next door to a detective, played by Annika Nonny Rose, who has a son, Isaiah. And and so the son and the little girl get to know each other. But there's always this danger, like, will this friendship lead to her wanting to sort of drink his blood there's a sort of subplot with the detective investigating these gruesome murders as well so it all ties together very nicely and the father goes back to a restaurant that he used to work in so there's a few themes across this week's podcast one of them is children who's lost lost their mothers and another one as we will find out is people working (laughs) in restaurants now we've got you're going to tell us about something very different uh, on Amazon Prime Video, Hannah. It is a film comedy, Catherine Called Birdie. You're my only daughter. If I say that you should be married, then married you should be. Where is the Lady Catherine? I've come here to propose marriage. A man has come and asked for me by name. You cannot mean our Lady Catherine. She's a vile creature. Some say... She has a third ear. She does. Have you seen this third ear? I've seen it. Where? Back of her neck. This, for me, is just wonderful. Absolutely loved it. So um, it's written by the amazing Lena Dunham. So, you know, to be honest with you, it was, in my opinion, it was always going to be good because, of course, she was the creator of, of Girls, which most people will have, of course, at some point. Um, so the premise of this is that it's set in... Um, 1290, so a really very long time ago. Um, And that's what jars so beautifully with the narrative, because the narrative here is really, you know, women rule, you don't have to be put in a box just because you're a woman in this time. She can break free, and that, of course, is um, Catherine, who her nickname is Birdie. There are a few names in here. You've got Lord Rollo, played by Andrew Scott, and you've got Lady Ashlyn, played by Billy Piper, and it is really funny and a, a bit of an, a bit of a different thing for Billy to play, actually. But I thought she was really very good. Um, and then Bella Ramsey, um, she played uh, Liana Mormont in the Game of Thrones. And she she's the daughter. She is Birdie. And she just 
it's all about her really and it is very funny at times but essentially the pair her parents um lord rowan and lady ashlyn they want to marry her off they want their they want their money for her essentially because they live in this beautifully grand home but it's a bit dilapidated um stonebridge manor is is, is needs a few repairs um, and he is pretty greedy, and in that era, that's what you did. I suppose you got, uh, you know, you got, you got your money, didn't you, from the man that was going to marry her? But she's got different ideas, and of course, that's where this really comes into its own, and where Lena Dunham's um, script works so well. I think um, she's just a really reckless girl. She's fun. She's a magnet to people because she's so brilliant. But as I say, because of the era it's set, it absolutely jars. So she, you know, it's kind of, it's her battling against the, the shackles of that time, I suppose, and fighting the customs that are put there for her. And, and, and she's just very, very, very funny. And um, she comes up, I suppose if, what it does is follow her coming up with these ingenious plans of how to stop men from from marrying her or wanting anything to do with her as they keep sort of riding up on their horse to to to, to the manor to meet her and then they're put off her um so it's um it is re- it's really funny i thought it was really light-hearted and i just i thought it was great i i really enjoyed it did you ian i didn't think i would like it but it totally won me over i must say mm. and it is it's based on a novel again Andrew Scott, above all, what a great comedic actor he is. He is hilarious as Birdie's father. I really enjoyed him. And yeah, it was interesting to see Billy Piper playing his pregnant wife. It's got the kind of coming of age thing. There's there's some quite funny stuff about um, Birdie, how she thinks babies are made and her reaction, her reaction when she starts menstruating as well. And as you say, I mean, the period setting is really well done, but it brings this, as you said, this modern sensibility to the dialogue and the behaviour, which which just works incredibly well. And among the suitors, uh, one of my favourites, Paul Kay, plays uh, Sir John Henry Murgor, also known as Shaggy Beard. So she's another another of these suitors that she has to uh, fight off. But yeah, <laughs> I, I thought it was um, absolutely terrific. I really enjoyed it. On Disney Plus, there is a new comedy drama series called The Bear. And here's a clip. This is your brother's house. I was running it fine without you. Why didn't he leave it to you then? Don't wipe your hands on your apron, Chef. Jeff, I refer to everybody as Chef because it's a sign of respect. So this landed on Wednesday the 5th of October, so it's already available it's an eight-part series. It's already been shown in the United States. The setup is, following his brother's suicide, a young chef called Carmi, played by Jeremy Allen White, he's a sort of relative newcomer, he's brilliant in this, he comes back from New York where he's, he's working in quite high-end dining and building a reputation to himself. He comes back to Chicago where his brother ran it's really kind of like a sandwich shop really that you can sit in and eat it's a pretty run down place but he comes on in with this drive to like modernize it make the food the best it can be change all the way they all work but it's hugely in debt the business 
the staff there, they who's this guy coming in telling us what to do, changing everything, and particularly the guy who's managing it, who was the brother's best friend, who was a very difficult character, he is highly resistant to these changes. So I think it's one of the most realistic depictions of life in a professional kitchen that you will see in a drama. I mean, it's very claustrophobic. The camera work is brilliant. The main actor, he he did sort of trained up as a chef in preparation because you see all his knife skills and this kind of thing. It's got that high pressure. You remember that Stephen Graham film that was recently about some um, working in a restaurant? It was all it appeared to be done in one shot. It's kind of got a similar vibe to that. The intense pressure, the heat of the kitchen. He's trying to bring modern methods and ways of working, like he calls everyone chef and so on. Some of them are interested, like the guy who who makes bakes the bread for the sandwiches. He's kind of intrigued by these these new methods and the results, and he he's sort of drawn to this new arrival. But there's a lot of resistance from everyone else. He sets up a special event. They've got these arcade games, and so he sets up a competition to try and get people to come to the restaurant to play the game. But it all goes wrong. It ends up with someone drawing a gun. So yeah, I thought this was. Uh, very, very good, I must say. Darkly comedic. It's called The Bear, and in the opening titles, you see the chef, it's sort of a fantasy sequence, coaxing this big bear out of a cage. So that's where the name comes from. And I guess, as well as being all about life in a, in a restaurant kitchen, it's it's also about bereavement and how people deal with grief, and also, of course, about relationships. So highly recommended. Uh, what, what did you think, Hannah? A bit like you with the last one, I, I wasn't convinced this was for me um, because it is a bit dark in places. But I did enjoy it. I absolutely did enjoy it. I enjoyed the um, emotional side of it because there is a lot of emotions running high here. And I think, you know, even we see with reality shows, don't we, in the kitchen? It's just such a, you know, it's just... I don't know, it sort of brings out every emotion in the kitchen, doesn't it? And and you absolutely see that. But also, like you say, the working through grief, how different people deal with things. So I felt like it was sort of, I don't know, it was quite broad in, in, in what it did. Um, I can see why it was a hit in the US, and I think it will be a, a big hit here. But as I say, when I first kind of looked at it, I thought, I don't, I don't think I'm going to enjoy this. In fact, actually, I had to stick with it a bit to get into it. But I think once you are then, you know, absolutely works. And you're, you're quite hooked in on the storylines. You get quite involved and invested in the characters themselves. So, and it, it, it is dark in places, but it has you laughing in others. Agreed. And make sure you've had your tea before you watch it, because uh, yeah. you, you will want to go and grab a snack. <laughs> now, we're going to finish off with a second film. This time it's a supernatural drama on Netflix. You're going to tell us about it, Hannah. It's called Mr. Harrigan's Phone. You are a far different person now from who you were when we met. Why do you continue to come here? Because I enjoy our time together. I am. Now, when you say supernatural drama and I'm going to be reviewing it, you straight away think, she's not going to really like this. Well, this is really... This is creepy, 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 creepy. And I suppose that's not surprising, given this is one of Stephen King's stories. So, you know, I understand that. And of course it was, you know, it, it, it was from a book. So, you know, again, we kind of know what we're getting. But this, I think, is has been done in true Netflix style very, very 
well. And it tells a story of a, of a young teenager, Craig. And, and this is quite weird in itself because he befriends um, this very elderly, reclusive billionaire, Mr. Harrigan, who's played by Donald Sutherland. And their relationship is odd, you know, because why does a, a teenager want to be fraternising with somebody of that age? And why does the elderly person want to be fraternising? You know, straight away, you know, the equilibrium's kind of, you know, a bit destroyed. So they they, they, they form this very unlikely bond um, because they both love literature and that's the premise. But he passes away but Craig finds that he can communicate with him via the phone which was buried with him and of course the way this is done is you know there's the sort of the the, the shocking the camera angles the moves the sound you know the sounds it, it, it does make you really really jump um and of course well it's quite a sad story really because because Craig loves literature and he's kind of like the sort of, I suppose, stereotypical lad that maybe wouldn't be included in, wrongly, wouldn't be necessarily seen as a cool guy. Um, he gets bullied quite badly and then an incident, an incident occurs and he's thinking, can somebody do this from beyond the grave? And that then messes with his mind. And it's, yeah, I, I think it's really well done. It really makes you jump. It's quite clever. Um, there are kind of new parts to this. So if you you know if you've read if you know about this, there will there are new scenes. There this has been added to. So there's I think there's a real sense of value here. I, I enjoyed it. What do you think, Ian? Yeah, it's one of King's lesser known works. I did enjoy it, but I would say people shouldn't watch it thinking this is going to be a real really scary. Stephen King film because it's not really like that it's a, if anything it's a bit more like something like Stand By Me it's got that rites of passage element as you say there's this we see him initially as a very young boy and and the connection is he's lost his mother and we find out later that Mr Harrigan also lost his mother when he was quite young so that's why he recruited this young lad to come and read classic novels to him first and foremost so great to see Donald Sutherland in this. That aspect of it reminded me a little bit of Scent of a Woman, where the young lad goes to look after the blind army veteran and they form a bond. Sutherland really underplays this nicely. He's just such a massive screen presence. He's incredible. And so it, it's a nice slow build-up. I kind of felt it tailed off a little bit with the kind of phone and the beyond the grave stuff but there's plenty to enjoy i mean young Jaden martell who plays craig well he's a talent he's terrific in this and uh yeah the stuff with him and his father and dealing with bullying at school as you mentioned is, is, is all well handled so but yeah I, I would say don't go into it expecting to be scared witless it's it's more subtle than that but i i enjoyed it and i stuck with it to the end now we've got to that time hannah where you tell us what you've been wasting your time watching on the old telly box this week. Well, we talked about it not long ago, in fact, on one of our podcasts. And um, I've been watching This England. Kenneth Branagh as Boris Johnson and learning so much about our government. <laughs> it's, uh, it's definitely one to watch. How about you? I've been watching on BBC iPlayer a documentary series called Sensationalists, The Bad Girls and Boys of British Art about the likes of Damien Hirst. And, of course, it all dates back to 
the 1980s and Goldsmiths College, and guess who was there and wasn't in any way involved in the art scene? Yes, it was me, Hannah. So that's worth a look if you're interested in, in <laughs> modern art and people like Tracy Emin and Damien Hurst. It's really good. Now, we've just got time to look ahead to next week's offering. So what's on the agenda, Brenda? Uh, well, on Apple TV+, Plus, Charlie Hunnam is a fugitive in 1980s India in a long-awaited adaptation of best-selling novel Shantaram. And all four's surreally new comedy, I Hate You, from the creator of Friday Night Dinner, follows the home, work and love lives of flat-sharing besties, Charlie and Becca. So we look forward to those and more, but in the meantime... (laughs) 